Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray and I break down. It's a Thursday morning, so what are we doing? We're breaking down AEW and NXT. Two great shows last night for both companies. And then speaking of companies, one company that is working very closely with AEW Impact Wrestling, just days before their big pay-per-view on Saturday, Hard to Kill, we have Knockouts champion Deanna Perrazzo joining us right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I'm looking forward to what's going to happen at Hard to Kill, and I'm, you know, I'm definitely psyched for Hard to Kill on Saturday. And again, it's available on pay-per-view, also available on Fight TV. And one of the big main event matches that we're going to see on Saturday is your knockouts champion, Deanna Perrazzo, going up against Ty. Right now, Bully, let's bring in, I think at this point we could say, friend of the show, your knockouts champion, Deanna Perrazzo. Deanna, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. And like again, we're excited to see what's going to take place at Hard to Kill and and we've talked to you a lot since you've jumped to Impact Wrestling. Once again, you're Knockouts champion. And Bully and I are talking about a lot of the buzz surrounding Impact Wrestling. Exciting times for Impact and exciting times for you. Yeah, it's it's an exciting week. Um, you know, we've kind of deemed it Wrestle Week. Um, and, you know, there's been a ton of media around it. There's a ton of buzz um, for our main event, uh, for me versus Taya, for some of the other matches on the card. So um, I'm excited to get to Nashville and, and get to the pay-per-view on Saturday. I love the excitement. And the, you, could, you could hear the excitement in her voice. Now, you said that it is <laughs> Wrestle Week, and, and it is Wrestle Week. We've been talking a lot about the show on Saturday. We had Gallows and Anderson. Kara Hogan's going to join us tomorrow on the show. But, like, how is it for you now being involved with Impact? And I always said that Impact was pro wrestling's best-kept secret. But how do you like it now that, you know, you are getting a lot of uh, media interviews? People are psyched for the pay-per-view. What's that been like for you? Yeah, I think... Um... You know, it's it's everything that I wanted. When when we last spoke, I was I was telling you guys I just wanted someone to give me the opportunity to be a star and to to be in this role where I am doing the media and you know I am the the focal match on a pay per view and um, it, it's everything that I could have wanted. So um, to have made this jump and and it pan out the way the last you know seven or eight months have, I could not be happier. Deanna, you know, uh, Dave just said he could hear the excitement in your voice, and I'm listening to you talk, and I'm listening to the tone uh, that you have right now. I remember the last time you were on the show, like you had mentioned, you are just looking for somebody to give you a chance. It sounds like right now you're in a better place um, professionally and personally. Would you agree with that? 100%. Absolutely. 
and, and what do you attribute to that? I think, you know, part of it is just feeling fulfilled in um, your professional role. I think it takes such a, a mental toll on you and, you know, you're not happy with what you're doing and you're not happy with, like, your life's work. Um, all I've ever wanted to be was a wrestler. So, um, you know, I, I felt so stifled, uh, stifled by not being able to just wrestle. And the fact that um, on a week-to-week basis, I'm featured in, in wrestling or in backstage segments, and I'm growing as a professional every week, and we get to see that every week, um, is, is exactly what I needed um, to, to be able to take myself to the next level, but also just, like, personally to take me to the next level. It's, like, reignited a flame uh, for my love for wrestling, for my love for myself, for my love of, like, bettering my life outside of wrestling. So um, just I feel like 100% of brand-new Deanna Perrazzo, um from this time last year to who I am now. What's your favorite part of showing up to work uh, at Impact Wrestling? Um, I think that it's just, like, the environment. I think that it's, it's, they've, like, cultivated this, like, really family feel um, with everyone, and there's not anyone that I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that person today. Um, I, Tommy. I really enjoy being around everyone that's in the locker room um, and all of the girls that I work with and all of the producers, and I don't feel like I ever have a bad day at work um, with the people that I'm around, and I think that that makes it exciting to go to work, and I'm not – I don't ever – plan for these trips to Nashville being like, oh, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go um, because I know I'm going to do really great work and I'm going to be around great people doing it. You know what it is, Bully, and she didn't say it, but we all know it's the truth. I think a big reason why she's in such a great mood and she's excited and she's happy is because for the holidays, she came back to Jersey to visit. And once you go home <laughs> and you go back to Jersey, I mean, that that's what uplifted you to the happiness that you're having right now. Isn't that the truth? That's the truth. I got to see my family. I got to see my nephew. Um, so absolutely, that's part of the truth. And here's the other thing too, Bully, and it's not just from Deanna, and and this isn't a knock on any other company, but how many times have we heard from somebody that once they make the move that they they say that they've fallen back in love with pro wrestling? I mean, that seems to be the line that every guest that we have on. And that's not a knock on another company. But again, you know, one company touts themselves as, you know, sports entertainment and the world outside is pro wrestling. And, and Deanna, like, I love hearing the fact that you said that you've fallen back with pro wrestling because it seems like for a long time it was a job, but now it's about performing your art. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, especially being like from the Indies where, um, I got to a point that, that wrestling was my full-time job and I, I wasn't teaching anymore. I was just working, um, on the weekends wrestling. And then you make that transition to now wrestling is seven days a week, uh, you know, 10 hour days and you're on call 24 seven and you don't have any control. Um, and it makes it a job instead of a passion project. And I, I really just feel like making this jump wrestling has become my passion project again. And it's what I can focus all of my energy into. Um, and I know what to expect on a daily basis. Um, and I know how much energy I can put into it when we come up to weekends like this, where it's 100% my focus from the minute we leave the last two days until Saturday night, um, you know, when I walk out uh, to defend my championship. So it's, it's 
um, when it becomes a job, it becomes hard to do and you don't want to do it. Um, but now I, I, I just, you know, I can't gush about it enough that it's just, you know, uh, my everything again. And then I fell back in love with what my first love was, which is pro wrestling. Deanna, one of the conversations that me and Dave have a lot on the show is about freedom and uh, talent and performers having freedom in, in the ring and on the microphone, um, how in the WWE, obviously, there's not much freedom, if any at all. In AEW, there's almost too much freedom at times. What type of freedom uh, on the microphone and in the ring do you have in Impact Wrestling? And who do you turn to when you need help with some of the stuff that you're doing? Yeah, um, I think that there's like a, there is a lot of freedom, but I do think that, you know, when we're given, um, you know, scripts to do the the live promo or to do the tape backstage, there's, there's con- you know, confinements of like, here's what we'd like you to say, but, um, you know, make it your own. And I think what benefits me is having, um, you know, the creative team that we have seems to really understand who the virtuosa is and some of the verbiage I would use. Um, so for me, it, I can draw a lot more inspiration from what they've given me and then make it my own. So there is freedom. Um, but when I do need someone, you know, obviously like Gail Kim is there, so I can always go to Gail. Um, Madison Rain is one of my best friends, so I know that without a doubt she's the person I'm going to go to and she'll give me, um, you know, uh, creative criticism and um, tell me whether something works, if she doesn't think it works, or to give it a try. Um, uh, her and Josh Matthews are two people that I, I trust without a doubt to give me um, the truth. But there's so many people backstage at Impact that I have been doing this so much longer than I have that, um, you know, Tommy's one of those people. Gail's one of those people. Scott Demore is one of those people that um, if I have a problem or I need advice, I, I can trust that they'll give me an honest opinion. You know, Deanna, I was going through some like old pictures because, you know, Busted Open's been on the air for over 11 years now. And we had Rip Rogers in studio and I was, uh, and I went and I found yeah. an old picture of when he came and it was you, Rip Rogers and Damian Adams. And, uh, it's a great yeah. picture. Um, and you know, when you look back at that point, when you were being trained by, by Rip and uh, listen, our very own Mark Henry talks a lot about Rip Rogers. Damian Adams is somebody that's name should be brought up a lot more when it talks about, you know, uh, trainers. But when you look at your, at your time there, and where you were there and where you are right now, have you exceeded even your highest expectations when you when you first got into the world of pro wrestling? Uh, yes. I think that um, I've always said, too, that just getting in the ring was, like, my dream come true, right? Um, so day one was taking my first bump or running the ropes for the first time was, like, everything I ever wanted to do. Um, and then everything else has just been, you know, that icing on the cake. But I, as a little girl, I wanted to be a champion. And, and you know, Saturday I have to defend my championship. So, um, you know, just to now be a two-time knockouts champion, to be getting these opportunities to have high-profile matches every couple months on a pay-per-view to, um, you know, from, from where I was to now, like, I can't, I'm just so uh, thankful that I've been given these opportunities because it's, it's who I wanted to be my entire life. And now I'm living this person um, that I thought I had the potential to be. But, uh, you know, eight years ago, eight and a half years ago, I would have never thought I'd be where I am today and have lived the life um, that I've lived and seen the things and met the people and, you know, that whole story. Um, 
it just seems like it was way longer than eight years ago. Deanna, uh, true professionals in this business um, know what they do well, but really put the focus on the things that they don't do well and continue to improve on those things. What's something uh, in your game that you'd like to improve on? Um, I think that I rely a lot on, you know, like my slow, methodical pace, um, because that is what I do well. And I think that when I do go um, to train and I have a ring to train in by myself, I, I really try to, like, do more, um, like, Luchard-type stuff. Like, I was a competitive cheerleader for 12 years, so I can do some flips and some stuff. Um, and every time I get in the ring, I, I do try to find ways to incorporate that a little bit more um, and do, like, ranas and head scissors and all these different transitions and moonsaults, um, which is stuff that I'd like to incorporate into my wrestling. I'm just waiting for the right opponent and to have that full trust in myself to be able to incorporate that. You know, Diana, let's talk about Impact Wrestling. You know, one of the things that I think that show has an advantage over a lot of other pro wrestling shows is that knockouts division. When it comes to women's wrestling, the roster is extremely strong. I mean, from, you know, Tasha Steeles, Kiara Hogan, uh, Tennille Dashwood, your opponent on Saturday in Taya. I mean, this is a very, very strong division right now with Impact. Yeah, I um, I can't talk highly enough about every single person on our roster. I think... Um, I mean, you're you know, better than all of them, different. but it is a strong <laughs> roster. <laughs> well, duh, I'm the virtuosa, so, so I'm the head of our women's division, our knockout division, but I do think that not one single woman on our uh, knockouts roster is alike. I don't think we, um, one of us offer the same thing as another person. We're all unique in our own ways. And I think that impact has been able to capitalize on um, our different styles of wrestling or, or how we look different or how we talk different, or, you know, maybe some of us don't talk all that much at all. Um, they've really been able to like tap into who each person is creatively and, and what their own identity is um, and, and put that on the screen. And I think that's what makes us stand out um, as individuals and as a roster um, as a whole. Which, uh, which one of the other ladies in impact do you believe that you have the best chemistry with in the ring? Can I guess, can um, I guess, can I guess first, Deanna, before you answer that? Can I, can I throw out a guess? (laughs) Sure. Tasha Steeles. Tasha was going to be my first answer because we trained together. But um, my my other thought was Jordan Grace. Um, and I think that we had wrestled each other so much before we both had been an impact. But then our match at Flamiversary was um, probably the match I'm most proud of in my career thus far um, in terms of really putting who I am out there and, um, you know, being able to give 100 of myself – 100% of myself to my opponent to do um, them justice. So I, I, initially my, my answer was Tasha Steele just because of what our history is, but I really do think that um, the answer is Jordan Grace. Okay. How do you feel about the potential, uh, I mean, is, is what we've seen so far, the potential possible working relationship with Impact and AEW? I, I'm, I'm so excited about whatever... Uh, this ends up being. And if it just stays, um, you know, like a, a Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks, the Bullet Club thing, then that's fine. 
um, because it's it's done so much, I think, for impact in terms of getting um, people to give us a chance and to get new eyes on our product. And, um, you know, that, that first episode that Kenny was on, like, uh, we had hit – you know, record high numbers on, on Twitch. And we trended for uh, basically the whole show throughout Twitter and all different numbers. And, um, you know, to see that translate over over the last few weeks, that there is more eyes on our product and there's more engagement on our product um, proves that this is working. And to have a working relationship and to be able to be gracious enough with other companies to, to give your workers and put them on a different platform and see how it works out, um, I think benefits us all. Um, I do hope that there's more crossover. I think that we can benefit tremendously from, from working with their women's division and vice versa. They can benefit from working with us. Um, you know, obviously my best friend works there, so I'd love to work with her in some capacity. But um, I think uh, a dream match for me is to, to wrestle their AW Women's Champion in Suda. Um but if it stays what it is, then I'm happy with what we've gotten out of it. And, um, you know, I'm excited for the, the main event of our pay-per-view on Saturday. You know, Deanna, you know, and, and I'm, I'm 49 years old. So when it comes to social media, there's a lot of things I don't know. Like, for example, like I'm reading some of the comments about you being on the show today and they say yes. With a lot of S's. Like, you know, there's other. It's not other, yes. David or or yes, yes. with I'm still trying I'm still trying to figure out the whole social media thing. Yes, How, I can't believe I'm doing. Yeah, Gabby's popping right. Yes. Or like I don't get the, you know, there's OMG but then there's OMG with all capitals. You know, like I'm still trying I'm still trying to learn. But when it comes to social media, how important is social media when it comes to pro wrestling? I think it's like one of the most important branding tools we have is social media. And um, I think that's kind of like, at least for me, you know, why I've been as successful as I've been able to be is just by wow. building a following, by building a brand and, and um, by letting people know who I am as a character, but then who I am as Deanna, the real person. I think that um, it's just the day and age that we're in and, and people want to be let inside a little bit more. And, and um, social media is like our greatest, adversary in doing that i love it again diana perrazzo going up against taya on saturday this is wrestle week for impact wrestling uh on saturday diana perrazzo your knockout champion diana thank you so much for the time as always and good luck on saturday thank you guys so much for having me you're All welcome right, Deanna, Deanna, you know like the next time you're in jersey let me know i'm in sucks i'm i'm, I'm in vernon <laughs> Not far from your old stomping grounds. So Still we trying to find a good pizza. Jersey, so we were only there for like three days anyway, so, so don't feel bad. <laughs> right. Still trying to find a good pizza place around here. But, De Deanna, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. <laughs> no problem. Take care. Thanks for having good me, luck. guys. All right, Bye. Deanna Perrazzo. I, I love her answers. First of all, Bully, we hear it all the time. I love hearing about falling back in love with pro wrestling. Think about the times that we have spoken to her and think about just her demeanor on the phone on our show today, Bully. You can hear it in her voice. She's having fun. Well, here's the thing, Dave. I enjoy watching some watching talent start in the business and how they mature and evolve. And it's always interesting to think back to how you interact with some younger talent 
and their disposition then, their tone then. Maybe they thought they knew it all then. And then you hear them years later and you know that the switch has went off. You know, okay, they're starting to get it now. They're starting to understand. Dion is one of those people. I remember her in Ring of Honor a couple of times. I remember talking to her a couple of times. I think Diana years ago was in the mode of, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. My way works. You can't tell me any different which is the way we all thought at one time or another. And then you start to learn, you start to mature, and you start to understand, and you realize that your way from years ago wasn't exactly the right way. And, you know, you, as, as you mature in life, you mature in the wrestling business. I hear the maturity in her answers. I hear the happiness in her tone. I think she's in a better place um, personally, and also wrestling wise, it's, it's amazing, Dave, that when you are, when you're a lifer in the wrestling business, and this is all that, you know, as long as things go, things are going right in the wrestling business, everything else in your life is going right also. Yeah, I could see that. And, 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 and again, that helps. And it, it's kind of all connected, right? When, 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 when you're unhappy. It's because at- wrestling becomes your entire life. There you go. Like, and, and so if you're unhappy, then you're, it's going to carry on to your personal life. But when you're happy, and I love it, the, the love, the passion. Here's another thing, too, and I, the reason why I brought it up, and that's social media. Because, you know, you talk a lot, Bully, about with social media. Not just you, a lot of guests that we've had on talked about social media and the negativity of social media. It's like you're, you're playing to social media. As soon as your match is over, you're going to social media to feel and to see and sense what the fans are thinking during that match. You know, like you always say, Work social media. Don't let social media work you. Deanna's young. She's still young in this business. And I loved her answer when it came to social media. And I think she's an example of she's working social media, not letting social media work her. Because what did she say? She didn't say, when I asked her about social media, I didn't lead her into the answer either. I just asked her about social media. And she said, she didn't say, well, I love social media because I get to see the instant reaction of what people thought. No, what she said was, hey, in this day and age, you need social media to expand your brand. This is a, a good opportunity to, to let, you know, to communicate with your fans and to expand your brand. That was a very good answer from Diana because she didn't use, she's not using it to get reaction. She's using it to make her brand bigger. That's a smart uh, young woman. And you've heard me say it before about, learn how to work your social media and don't let your social media work you. I think that, and it would be an interesting question to have asked her. I think back in the day, I think maybe Deanna's social media worked her a little bit into thinking that she was a bigger star than she was at this very moment right now. And sometimes when wrestlers turn to social media and all they hear is, Oh my God, you were so great. You were so great. You were so great. It kind of, it inflates your head a little bit from an early stage and you have to learn how to sift through all that. Take some of the advice from the, from the talent that's been there before you seize the pitfalls and the hurdles uh, that are going to be in front of you and, and, and learn from it. And I can definitely say, I hear the learning in her answers and in her tone of her voice. 
Also, too, I think with social media, and you know this too, Bully, there's so much negativity. Even looking oh. like the fact that Poison. we're having Dion. Cesspool. Yeah. yeah. Cesspool. Like we're, we're having Deanna on, and people are like, oh, God, oh, I'm to, time to turn off the chat. Why? She's, she's doing an excellent job. She's, the, uh, she's a champion. She has a pay-per-view match. She had to overcome a lot of adversity um, uh, personally and, and, and professionally. Like, wh- why would you be against somebody like that? Why would, why would you have a negative word to say about somebody that has found, ha- that has found fucking happiness? How, how do you have to piss on somebody's parade because you're unhappy? Because that's the world we live in, Dave, where negativity is slung at us 24-7. Whether it's on social media, whether it's on the TV, the newspapers, if people even, if those things are even still in print, negative, 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 with little, with, with little uh, spots of positivity. That's people yeah. just, that's just, it's the nature of the beast. People are disgusting. Yeah, and you want to know something? And this is not an anti-WWE statement. Diana didn't find a lot of uh, success in the WWE. Not blaming the WWE. Bully, as you said, maybe at that, maybe it was a little too much too soon for Diana going into the WWE at that time. Um, but you know what? Now that she's gone from that and being under the microscope in the world of the WWE, she has found happiness personally and professionally being a part of impact wrestling nobody's saying impact wrestling is as big as aew or as big as the wwe but for that world she's extremely happy and want to know something impact wrestling is a very good show so i mean i you know what i wish diana she doesn't need good luck i think diana right now has found her place and she's excelling professionally and she's doing a wonderful job and i'm looking forward to watching her match on Saturday. Hey everyone, this is Lisa Ann and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Was there one show last night that you maybe thought was a little better than the other? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought AEW was a little bit better in NXT for me. A little bit more entertaining, a little bit more, a little bit more fun. Again, uh, NXT is kind of rebuilding, and I know people might say, well, what are you talking about? It's the same players as there were. Well, after the show that they had last week, and that was a pay-per-view quality show last week for NXT, and now the start of the Dusty Rhodes uh, uh, Tag Team Tournament, Bully, you can see that storylines are starting to build in a lot of ways a little bit different. They're building some characters and personalities a little bit differently. And they're building towards matches that I'm excited about. One is, you know, Champa and Thatcher in that fight pit next week. I mean, wow. I mean, again, it's the small things that really grab you. That sit down between those two was enough. That's all I needed to grab me to make me want to watch that match next week. Great sit down. Was I was totally invested in it. Um, I liked how Champa almost... His body language almost said, like, 
come on, let's get this over with. I don't even want to be here. I got other things to do. Um, I I loved it when he looked at Thatcher and he goes, is this the part where you tell me the rules and you yell at me and you tell me you see fear in my eyes? Like he's taking everything that you think the other guy is going to say and he's disarming him right off the bat. Um, Ciampa basically telling Thatcher, I'm afraid of nobody in any situation. It doesn't matter. You know, come at me, bro. And Thatcher basically saying, you don't understand. I'm a different person in that fight pit. I like the fight pits that they've done before. And I think this one will be just as good. And you know what? This is and, and you're going to you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to I'm going to kind of compare it. I to- think you're crazy, period. Yes, I know that. But I'm going to kind of compare it to professional sports. Like, to me, for Thatcher, this is a make-or-break match next week for him. Uh, Thatcher doesn't exactly have a great win-loss record when it comes to NXT. And, and yes, Bully, because the way NXT presents their product, wins and losses when it comes to that show does matter to me. And this is his environment. This is his type of match. So I, I really do feel for Thatcher... This is kind of a make or break next week against Champa. Uh, I think it's more important to have a great outing and have a great match. Um, he has dropped a couple of falls, so I can understand your point of view. I'm just looking forward to it, uh, period. The level of physicality, the work that we're going to get from them. Uh, I'm a, you know, I, I've said it a couple of times. Normally, I would never be a, a fan of that Thatcher style. But somehow he makes me a fan of it. It's the little things that he does. It's his ability to truly work. He does things that you would see uh, William Regal do or Fit Finley do. It's the little tiny in-between things that most wrestlers don't think to do or or actually just take for granted. Um, You know, if you have a guy in the corner and you punch them, and the guy raises his arms up. Thatcher's the kind of guy who's going to grab you by the wrists and put you in some kind of a wrist lock to lower your hands so he can punch you in the face again. Yeah. Those are those those are those little transition things that a lot of wrestlers just throw out the window and uh, just kind of graze over. And those are the things that he does that has me uh, uh, liking his work even more. Yeah, and you know what? Even something small like that, when you look at the squash match that Zia Lee was in yesterday, or last night, like she did the same thing. She did those body shots so that she let her uh, guard down, and then she gives the knockout punch to the face. Makes sense because that's what you would actually see in a competitive fight, but also even just a street fight, you know? Like that's what you would see. And and again, to me, we talked at length about Matt Riddle after like Monday Night Raw and how they're not doing this guy any favors. He's on TV every single Monday night, but yet you have no emotional attachment to him. It's almost like turn off the TV with the humor that he uses on the TV every week, and they haven't done that guy any favors. But look what they have done with Zia Lee with her new personality and her new character. In just a couple weeks, even though she's only in the ring for about, what, 60 seconds each time she steps into the ring, I am more invested in her than probably 90% of the wrestlers that are on Monday Night Raw. I really enjoyed the buildup with Zia Lee, um, all of the vignettes taking her from uh, a, a crying girl to a badass woman. Uh, the presentation last night, I, I really like um, the whole, uh, what is it, uh, uh, 
shogun warrior type of appeal that she has uh, uh, yeah. a mortal combat esque uh, uh character uh, to- totally into it love the intrigue of who's actually sitting on that throne commanding zaya i thought it was a i thought it was a really quick squash maybe just a tad bit too quick but effective she looks great they got some she got some baby oil on she got that sheen going she's doing that that karate and all that all that stuff so yeah presentation real good and you mentioned presentation and i and i know like you know we're kind of just dabbling into everything that we saw last night but right now with everything that's going on with the pandemic obviously not a full crowd you know at the performance center at the uh, you know at you know what we're seeing on on nxt they did a great job with her entrance. You know, they used the entire that that entire room to have her come out. Like hey, that's a great job. You would not have been able to do that if there was a live crowd in attendance for that show. If you had like, you know, 500 fans in that in that in that room, you wouldn't have been able to present the way they presented her entrance. So kudos to NXT and their production department for using what they have in an effective way. And I thought they did that last night. NXT continues to do a great job across the board. I love the feeling of their Thunderdome or whatever their their Thunder yes. Pit. Um, I, I think it looks really cool. Um, the the packages, the vignettes, the matches, the characters. Um, there are so many. It's it's it, it's hard for me to come on this show, and I don't want to do this. First and foremost, I don't look to come on this show and point out, you know holes in the game or the negatives well honestly i just want to come on talk positive about pro wrestling and and tell everybody what a great job everybody did um when i watch nxt i don't see glaring issues like i see maybe with aew the the work in the ring is solid it's tight um nine times out of ten it makes psychological sense the physicality is there. A lot of times you watch AEW and the you know guys and gals are missing stuff or you know it's, it's it can get a little indie rific at times where the NXT product is is a lot more polished and the work rate is extremely tight. Hey everyone, this is Nicole Auerbach and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. One thing that was glaring, and I don't know if you caught it, but we we talked a lot about Rhea Ripley, and we talked about how we feel like after that loss to Raquel Gonzalez that she might be moving over. Didn't see Rhea Ripley yesterday on the show, and then Raquel Gonzalez cut a promo, and she talked about Rhea Ripley, and she made it clear Rhea Ripley is in the rearview mirror. That was the test that she's already passed. She's in the memory banks. She's done. And now her sights are set on Io Shirai and at NXT Women's Champion. I would think after the show last night, Bully, that Rhea Ripley is moving over to the main roster. Uh, I would agree. 
I wish her nothing but the best in her future endeavors on the main roster. I hope they have a story for her. I hope they have something real for her. I hope she wins the Women's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Her or Bianca. I want to see uh, great things for th- both of them. Once again, Raquel Gonzalez is a woman that when I first saw her, I thought she was just going to stand there and be a bodyguard. Now, I'm after all of the performances I've seen her have... Uh, I'm definitely excited for her future with NXT. I think they will groom her to be an NXT women's champion. All good stuff. Now, when it comes to that women's division, it's getting stronger and stronger. NXT does a great job of building up their talent and making them look strong. Also, too, when, you know, there is always the worry, Bully, about when they move from NXT to the main roster, how they're going to be treated. Another example of that would be Finn Balor. Finn Balor was amazing on NXT. He had some bad luck on the main roster, got injured early. Who knows what his career trajectory would have been if he did not get injured. But, man, am I glad he's back with NXT. When you listen to him and you, you, you watch that promo, his facial expressions, the, the, the intensity in his face, so different than the Finn Balor that we are used to seeing on the main roster. I think this is why a lot of talent for us as fans want to see them with NXT, but probably the talent themselves prefer being on NXT than the main roster as well. If I was a talent on the main roster right now and I was not being utilized or not being utilized to my potential, I would definitely want to go to NXT. I remember back in 2005, Vince had told me and Devon to take take a couple of months off because he's like, I've, I've used you so much that I have nobody to use you guys with anymore. So why don't you take a couple of months off? And after sitting home for a month, uh, I had called Vince and I said, Hey, let us go down to OVW and help some of the tag teams down there. Um, meaning if you know, you can help someplace else or be utilized better someplace else, go ahead and, and, and do it. You should want to do that. The way I see the talent utilized in NXT, I believe that they are in cons- the, the creative team there is in considerably better touch with their talent than they are on the main roster. Now, hey, you know, the creative teams on Raw and SmackDown might really be in touch with the talent, but Vince might not like it. So Vince is the is the final filter he's the final decision maker. Uh, I I say a bunch of times that I believe that they're writing for Vince more than they're writing for anybody else. In NXT, I believe Hunter is writing for the NXT fan base. And every week I watch NXT and I come away liking the show. I either like the show or love the show. Very rarely do I, yeah, do I, do I see some things that should not have been done or that I question? Absolutely. But it's never, it's never, it's always the exception and never the rule. It's not like, I as can't glaring. Fi- no, it's not. I can't find anything on NXT that I, that I don't like. What's not to like about the show? Can you can you give me a, an aspect of the show that you don't like? No, it's 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 a very good uh, professional wrestling product. There's no doubt about it. Um, but you know this is it, and it's 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 the best show that the WWE has. SmackDown has been a lot better, obviously, with the Reigns storyline, but. I mean, you can't compare what we watch on Mondays to what we're watching on Wednesdays. I mean, it's you, the you best. just can't do it. 
It's the best in-ring product in in the United States. I'll say that. In-ring, when it comes to physicality, psychology, and everything that makes great pro wrestling matches, NXT is the best product out there. And I worry, to go back to my original point, Bully, I I worry how they're going to present Rhea Ripley on the main roster. Now, if they're smart, she's winning the Rumble. Uh, she's going right after that championship, and she's going to do a repeat, maybe with a different outcome than what we saw at WrestleMania 36. But, again, NXT knows how to present every single wrestler on their roster the right way. I can't say the same thing once they get to the main roster. Uh, Even though I'd like to see her win the Rumble, that doesn't mean that I want to see her propelled to championship status. I always believe in slow and steady winning the race. So winning the Rumble, yeah. Maybe having somebody take her out where she doesn't, you know, get a shot. I I, I don't know. My point is... I'd like to see big things for Rhea Ripley. I don't want to see her become victim of a lot of the other situations. That talent becomes a Keith Lee, where all Bianca of a sudden Belair gets- for crying out loud! Like just to take, yeah. just to speak of the women's division on NXT. Like what the hell are they doing with Bianca Belair right now? How do you have a woman like Bianca Belair with her athletic ability, her look, her charisma, her wittiness, everything? I, I, I love the entire gimmick, everything about her, the, the the skip to the ring, the twirling of the hair, the the uh, the she, you know her her wittiness, her promo, her athletic. I mean, come on, let's yep. let let let's hit the gas on this girl, and maybe they're just waiting for the rumble to do something with her. Who knows? But I can definitely see Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley thrown into that mix of the Charlottes and the Sashes and the uh, and the Baileys. And just as a daily reminder to everybody, just to piss you off, Sasha is the best, uh, I'm sorry, um, Charlotte is the best women's wrestler on the planet. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Also, too, you want to talk about Bianca Belair not being shown like or given the showcase to show her talents? Then you got Shayna Baszler, who's on TV every single week, and they're completely using her the wrong way. Hey, everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Two things you got to take care of, your hair and your teeth. And speaking of teeth, Britt Baker yesterday on AEW Dynamite. Uh, dude, I tweeted out star. She is an dude. effing star. My goodness. That segment, the waiting room, I thought was one of the highlights of when I'm being completely serious. She was absolutely phenomenal last night, Bully. Highly entertaining from the good doctor. I would agree. I thought that the uh, I thought when Jade came in, mushing Cody in the face was a little much, but I liked everything. the The big pull apart, all the girls, Red Velvet coming in and going crazy. Uh, those girls were smacking the shit out of each Holy other. Holy shit! You're right. Yeah, about. they were yeah. smacking the hell out of one another. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but uh, real good stuff. I liked it. It was entertaining. I'd like yeah. to see where it's gonna go. And Britt Baker, man, like, is there any match that you're looking forward to more 
than Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Like, and, and that match was actually supposed to take place, but now they put it off now until I believe what it's, it's February, February 3rd is when we're going to see that match. Like seriously, bully, like, can you think of a better way to, to, to build up towards a match than what they've done between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker? And Britt's one of those heels where you want to see Thunder Rosa yes. just punch her in the mouth. You want to, you want to see Thunder Rosa get her hands on Britt Baker. And that means Britt Baker's doing her job. Dr. She really I don't is. Wanna, I don't want to screw that up again. She might get mad. And I love the fact that when there was all that drama going on with, like, with Jade and everything, like, how she was just, like, had a smile from ear to ear. Like, everybody's got the look of concern. And she's just, like, standing on top of the sofa, videotaping it with her phone. I thought, I thought they did a great job. And you mentioned Jade. And holy shit. If I was to book a match or if I was to bet on a match between Jade and Cody, if it was a if it was a brawl and a fight, I, I don't know, but I might have to take Jade. Dear God, she's, a, she's in phenomenal. She's impressive game. looking. Impressive Woo! looking. Tall, jacked, shine. Got the glean going like uh like Zia Lee had last night. Yeah. She had the gleam going. There's no. She's the got gleam. that. That is it. Gleam that, or gleam? <laughs> it's gleam. It's it's the old Marty Schottenheimer. Find the gleam, gentlemen. Get the gleam. Both those women have the gleam. Looked great in her gear. She really did. And I want to see her beat the shit out of somebody. And I. Oh, by the way, Britt Baker, great job too. When when Jade brought up Brandy's, you know, congratulations. Cody with the you know Brandy getting pregnant like that shit that Britt Baker's like yeah now we don't we don't get we're we're not gonna see her on TV for the next eight months that was it phenomenal was enter- it's entertaining I liked it um was it last week or the week before I liked the tag match that I saw with Anna Jay and Tay Conti um I think they were in the ring with. Was it Eva Lee? I don't remember who they were. The women's tag match a couple of weeks ago was really good. I enjoyed Tay Conti last night versus Serena Deeb. I yeah. thought that was a good match for Tay. I thought, uh, I think I'd love to see Serena in the ring with girls that are better than her. Although I don't know which girls in AEW are better than her. That's definitely someone who can benefit from the possible crossover with Impact because Serena Deeb with a Diana or a uh, or a uh, a Taya or um, who was the girl that uh, Diana said she had great chemistry with? Um, oh, Jordan Grace with Jordan, like that that could definitely uh, work. So baby steps forward. AEW doing a better job with the women's division as far as in ring action. Yeah, and, and, and now that they have it, because everybody talked about the AEW women's division being on the weak side, with the relationship that they have with the NWA and now the relationship that they have with Impact, I don't think you can say that anymore when it comes to that AEW women's division. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. 
Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.